Welcome aboard, everybody. This is Joe Public on the public record. Not live tonight, um, unfortunately, because got stuff to do, basically, is what happened. I got stuff. Stuff's going on. Stuff and thingy. Um, so, last week I did the, the prog rock thing with my buddy Rob, and that was great and awesome, but that then, like, led me down the rabbit hole of, like, everything that's not prog rock, right? And had, and then had a conversation with another friend about the fact that prog rock is a reactionary thing. And what was it reaction to? Well, no, I mean, it, prog rock's not a reactionary thing. Punk rock was a reactionary thing to prog rock. That was what the conversation was about. And so we started talking about punk rock. And, and so now I need to play you that. So here we go. Stooges. Um. Oh, my God. 
You know the day destroys the night Night divides the day Try to run, try to hide Break on through to the other side Break on through to the other side Break on through to the other side, yeah We chased our pleasures here Dug our treasures there Yes, I am. 
White light, white heat. Yeah. Yes, thank you for the cheers. Ah, uh, that's Lou Reed, White Light, White Heat. Actually, so I got to admit, I got to own something here. I can't stand Lou Reed. Like, I, ugh. There's like a handful of songs by Mr. Mr. Reed that, that I like, um, and, and that's one of them. But for the most part, um, he I think he took the pretentious garbage of, of attempting to make pop music be art way 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 beyond the point of uh tragically stupid <laughs> and and i know that's not it you know it's funny it's like um so i used to write uh record reviews and stuff like that and uh you know i was a half-assed music journalist and you know college radio dude so i'm supposed to like bow at the altar of all things velvet underground and, and lou reed and i do not i just do not I like that song though. That's a cool song. Um, before that, the MC5 did Rocket Reducer and uh, Doors with Break On Through and Iggy and the Stooges with No Fun. Okay, so I, I said at the intro I was going to be doing like a reaction to the prog rock thing I did last week. It's basically I'm mirroring the history of uh, I'm mirroring the history of pop music right here on the public record. <laughs> I'm I am doing what happened there you go and and i did do kind of semi kind of like in the chronological order thing and i may try and keep that up but i don't know it might fall apart i, I may find that the it may be necessary for me to deviate from the actual like historical record a little bit a little bit yeah so yeah so i said um I did the progress thing with my buddy Rob, and then I was hanging out with another friend, um, and we were talking about punk rock and about how people have a tendency to, um, well, your, your average fan or just like casual listener to punk has has a tendency to paint it with this really broad brush that basically all punk rock is like socially progressive and, and politically edgy and left wing and all that kind of stuff. And that is absolutely not the case because the, the punk music movement, the music side of it, um, was clearly reactionary. Um, the music is stripped down and simple, uh, for the most part it's, you know, um, just a rock and roll it's just rock and roll and if it takes inspiration from anything it takes inspiration from the garage bands of the of the late 1960s mid to late 1960s um and some of those garage bands turned into the stooges um and uh yeah and and it you know it was about power and loud and hard and fast and you know as a, a good friend of mine put it um Rock and roll needs to happen between your hips, not between your ears. Um, and that's I, I, that's a sentiment that I, I wholeheartedly endorse, except when I'm interested in listening to prog rock. Because <laughs> there's an exception to every rule, man. That's just the way it is. There is an exception to every darn rule. So the other thing, though, about that, that like social-political strand, you know, that comes out of... Um, I think mainly the clash, you know, the mainly that their their press um, 
portrayed them well. I mean, the 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 tagline was the only band that matters, and the and the idea was not they 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 didn't matter because their music was uh, so sophisticated and wonderful and and amazing. Although it is all of those things, in my opinion, um, they were the only band that mattered because they talked about the world. They talked about the um, the reality of being uh, a young person in the late 1970s, early 1980s. And, uh, and it was, you know, they, they, they held up a mirror to society that was unflattering, um, as mirrors often are. And, and then that became what everyone thought punk was, but there's a whole lot of other varieties of punk and I, and I, and I'll, and, and, and that, that philosophy is not the one that, that, uh, that dominated for uh, a lot of people and a lot of aspects of the, of that subculture. So anyway, um, speaking of which I'm still in like the proto punk thing right now. Um, so I, I feel the need to play a little new New York dolls. <laughs>
that's another band that I'm supposed to just love that I don't. Um, that's television with See No Evil. I, I love that song. Uh, but, uh, yeah, there's a lot of like weird, like just noodly don't, don't care kind of stuff that television does. And so, um, I fail to fall in line and adore them. But like I said, that's a great song and, 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 and they have their place in the history. So, so before that I played Richard Held and the Voidoids, uh, the Dictators, uh, Richard Held and the Voidoids song was Love Comes in Spurts, um, which is just honestly one of the best punk rock songs ever. Best songs ever, I think. Just because it's so... It's one of those songs that, like, they had to know. I mean, as as much as, as anybody in 1975, 76 was thumbing their nose at the establishment and and did not actually see FM radio as the establishment, like, that was their ally in some way, um, you had to know if you write that song, it's not getting played on the radio. You just had to know it, right? Um, cause you know, some buddy's going to get their, you know, what's in a twist and they're going to file a complaint with the FCC and the radio station's in trouble and it's not worth it for a song that, uh, well, I mean, in the context of the mid to late 1970s, uh, if there's not somebody from a record, record label coming into the program director or the DJ's office with, uh, you know, drugs and money and or hookers, um, they're probably not going to play the record. So that wasn't happening for Richard Hell and the Voidoids, so it's not getting played. But they did it anyway, and it's, and it's a great song. It's a great song. Uh, Dictator did Teen Generate before that and started it off with, New York Dolls and Pills, which, you know, the, the, the history, so the history with New York Dolls, they were not, they were not considered part of the punk scene, but they were very proto to the whole deal. Um, including the fact that Malcolm McLaren, who went on to manage and, uh, mismanage the career of the Sex Pistols, um, managed them in their waning hours of, uh, weird drug use um, <laughs> and even rebranding them the story goes he rebranded them because their thing was like glam wearing uh women's clothes and makeup and teasing their hair and everything uh to try and blur the whole like gender line thing and he said no i'm gonna dress you in tight red leather and we're gonna drape uh, Soviet flags behind you. We're gonna, we're gonna just poke the dang bear. Like, in the midst of a moment in which people in America are are and 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 Britain are starting to um, lean right and become less amenable to any kind of iconography related to communism. Um, yeah, we're gonna just drape you in that. That'll go over great. Oh, yeah, and you're all junkies. <laughs> yeah, so there we go. So I, I switched mics. So after the show last week, um, I, I pulled out uh, 
out of my mic bag, my microphone bag, uh, I pulled out a, 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 a mic for Rob that is was nicer than the one I was using, and so now I'm using the one I use for Rob. But um, before, earlier, I had forgot to put the pop screen on the pop filter, so sorry about the big plosive consonants going poof in your ear. If you're listening on headphones, I'm sorry. Or if I blew out your speakers. <laughs> As if you're listening to the public record that loud. You could be. You, you probably should be. Anyway. <laughs> uh, oh, people are texting me while I'm on the radio. Let's see what they have to say. Nothing interesting. Cool. All right. I'm going to get back to playing music. How's that? Uh, so there's this whole... I'm going to take a little detour. I was, I was doing doing lots of New York, lots of New York, and lots of New York, and there's sort of like a bridge between um, New York being one of the epicenters of, of proto-punk and punk in America uh, in the late 70s. There was another epicenter, and there's a band that sort of bridges that... Um, which is the Dead Boys, who I'm going to play now. The other place that was a big deal, though, in that whole world was um, Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, Cleveland, Akron, Dayton. Um, lots of music coming out of there that went on to be a big, 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 big deal. And so I'm going to play the Dead Boys because I want to know what love is. <laughs>
Thank you. 
Talking Heads, Psycho Killer here on the public record. Um, I remember when that song came out. I, I, uh, my, my sister's first husband, who, uh, who was kind of like 
the person to me at that point in my life, so that song came out in 1977, I was 11 years old. Um, everything about, to me, about music, I had stuff that I liked already. I, I was I was into music at 11. I was into music at 9. Um, but the the notion that who what kind of ba- what bands you like what records you like sort of defined you as like what <laughs> what layer of geology <laughs> in social circles you moved in that's a belabored metaphor anyway that notion that there was more to it than you just liked a record that was something i had sort of newly discovered at that point in my life. And um, my brother-in-law like buys this record, Talking Head 77, and I I don't know. It, it was revolutionary for me because I'd never heard anything like that. Um, and I totally embraced it. Just... It's funny. It's like I said, uh, you know, bands I'm supposed to like, television, Velvet Underground, Lou Reed, that don't. Um, everybody was supposed to like uh, Talking Heads, and I did. Um, just uh, uh, unreservedly. So there you go. Um, before that, Devo, Gut Feeling, Slap Your Mammy. Um, anybody, anybody wants to tell me Devo wasn't a punk band, I will fight them. God. Okay. Uh, before that, Perry Ubu, uh, drinking wine, Spodioti. Uh, I I had played um, when Rob was over. I had played uh, um, non-alignment pact for him because I wanted. To, I was talking about like I got. I have a song I can clear a room with, um, and there's this like weird whiny noise in that in non-alignment pact. And uh, I, 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 uh, I spared y'all. <laughs> like that song makes my dog cringe. <laughs> but drinking wine spodioti is is that's um, that's somewhat difficult music too. And then I started off with the Dead Boys, another uh, Ohio wind band, um, transplanted to New York City with what love is. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Totally the thing. Um, I saw the band that Steve Bader's joined or formed after the Dead Boys broke up with uh, Brian James and the Dam, the band called the Lords of the New Church. I saw them a bunch of times. And I swear, no performance of theirs did not involve something incredibly hard to watch or uncomfortable in some way, including a show in Berkeley, California, where Stiv did this whole thing where he threw his microphone up over a, a light um, a light rig um, post, and he pulled it back down while the band's playing and wrapped it around his neck and was doing this thing where he's hanging himself except that it got stuck and he just like was hanging there basically dying and the rest of the band's like wow cool (laughs) that's punk rock man (laughs) like some like road crew guy like jumps up on the stage with an axe and cuts him down um so there you go 
Um, I would like to say that's the most like disturbing thing I've ever seen, but I, I like three other Lords of the New Church shows that had other things that I can't even go into. But yeah, some people were for real about you know being just on the edge, and uh, Steve Bader's was definitely for real about it. Either that, or he was just trying really hard. All right, you're listening to The Public Record. I'm Joe Public. Uh, I got more music to play at you. So I played Devo, a band, you know, that lots of people go, wait, no, they're not a punk band. Yeah, they totally were. Well, here's another band that totally was, but you're going to be mad at me. So there you go.
that's the damned i feel all right from their debut album damn damn damned the first british punk record to get released yep they had the first single and the first album so there you go they were the they were it was calculated on their part to try and be first um and i have a funny i have i have a funny like couple of funny damn stories um one is uh when i was right out of college i was working for a magazine called uh, bam which was the bay area music magazine which was also published in los angeles even though it was also called bam in los angeles so whatever um i worked for the magazine and they put on an annual uh awards show called the bammies um and uh they would occasionally rope in like really uh you know well-known non-bay area rock and roll and and music folk to present or to um perform even because it was basically like a bay area um grammy award kind of deal um and uh <laughs> the year that i worked there and if you were oh if you were on staff you got to go like you gotta you gotta pass and you also got to go to the party after the award show and so like we're all the like rock stars and wannabe rock stars are all mingling and hanging out and um one of the presenters that year was nick Lowe, and nick Lowe produced damn damn damned he like he he got involved with punk rock he was in the pub, pub rock thing but he got involved with the um british punk scene and he offered to produce the dam's first record and so they they did that and uh so nick Lowe is presenter at this award show and this is you know a gazillion years after that um and you know he's at the bar and i see him and i i you know stiffen up my courage because i want to go up and you know shake his hand and 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 get to meet the guy right because he, I was a fan. I was a fan of his stuff, and I was a fan of him as a producer. He produced uh, a lot of Elvis Costello records. Um, he, you know, he he was a fixture in a big section of music that was sort of that was really important to me growing up. And so I wanted to meet him. So I get my courage. I, I gird my loins. Um, I'm very respectful, you know, excuse me, Mr. Lowe. Um, I just wanted to say hi, um, and, you know, tell you that I've admired you for a really long time. Um, and, and I think out of my head, like, and oh, by the way, you produced and recorded one of my all time favorite records. And I think he's at this point, he's, he's expecting me to say one of the Elvis Costello records that he produced or maybe I'm going to talk about rock pile or something, something that he did that he considers significant. And he, he says, Oh, tell me what record is that? And I said, damn, damn, damned. And I swear, I thought he was going to spit in my face. He, he looked like somebody had shoved a turd under his nose. You know, I had no, I, I didn't know that he did not love that record as much as I did. Um, and that the whole experience of doing it was kind of gross for him. And so, you know, so there you go. I didn't know. I was oblivious to this. So, needless to say, we did not become fast friends. (laughs) 
All right, before the damned, I played the Stranglers with Get a Grip on Yourself. Rones, finally. Joe, you're doing a like a, a punk rock survey history show, and, and, and it took you until like an hour and ten minutes into the show to play the Ramones. Yep. Yeah. So there, there you go. Because that's where they come in the story, folks. And before that, Blondie, I said you were not gonna, you were not gonna be with me on this one. But honestly, Blondie started off as like this, you know. And I, I talked about earlier in the show, the 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 music that comes out of whether whether it's a uh, New York punk or it's it's British punk, there was a huge reactionary thread to it. And Blondie initially was a review with like Debbie Harry was just one of many singers. And their whole deal was they were like recreating Motown. That was their 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 aesthetic was to recreate Motown, which is why it was perfect to play them before the Ramones, because not only were the bands really like buds and stuff, but also because the you know the the Ramones are heavily heavily influenced by Motown as well, um, Motown and girl groups. Um, and then another thread there to pull on is the fact that, you know, whenever anybody says to me, oh, well, all punk rockers are like, you know, left-wing pinko commies, I'm like, well, <laughs> Johnny Ramone, the guitar player in the Ramones, the guy, like the guy who fundamentally defined the sound of punk rock with his guitar and, and his forceful personality in dictating how Ramones records were going to sound and how songs by the Ramones were going to be structured. Um was somewhere to the right <laughs> of Rush Limbaugh. Um, the, the guy really didn't care for hippies. He didn't care for progressive politics. He didn't care for uh, democracy much at all um, and was not particularly fond of anybody who wasn't uh, from the same ethnic background as he was, shall we say. Um, liked baseball a lot. Also liked guitars, um, you know. So, broken clock is right twice a day. Um, and <laughs> oh, somebody, some hater out there is gonna come, don't at me, okay? Uh, anyway, I'm gonna get on with it. So uh, it took like an hour and ten minutes into the show to get to the Ramones, and it's taken us an hour and twenty minutes to get to this.
world. This is the modern world. What kind of fool do you think I am? You think I know nothing of the modern world? All my life is been the same. I've learned to live by hate and pain. It's my inspiration drive. I've learned more than you ever know.
And that's the slits with instant hit. Ah, legit. I heart that man. I heart that record. Such good stuff. Um, weird connections that I'll get into before that, uh, that I'll get to, into in a minute. Before that, Buzzcocks did Why Can't I Touch It? Jam with This Is The Modern, modern World. The Clash with What's My Name? And the Sex Pistols started us off finally with Holidays in the Sun. Um, so the weird thing, so like the, all the, the tendrils of connections is like the, the Clash were super involved in trying to mentor and help the slits um like gain a foothold and 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 be successful even like you know insisting that they come on tour when the clash and the sex pistols uh and the damned did their their package tour that mostly fell apart but the clash insisted the slits go on that tour and that wasn't uh like a paternalistic thing that was a you know these they're really good and people should hear them um, so there's that. And then Ari up the singer in the slits, her mom, um, who recently passed away, um, within the last like six months, her mother passed away. Um, and she was married to John Lydon, otherwise known as Johnny Rotten. Johnny Rotten met her via playing gigs with the slits and, you know, they were together forever. Um, you know, absolutely tragic thing for John to lose his wife um, fairly early in life. I mean, she was a bit older than he was, but, um, yeah, as I understood it, she had dementia and she had all kinds of other medical issues, and it's a sad, sad thing to have to deal with. Uh, I can speak from experience. Anyway, Joe Public on the public record, um, I got, like, 20 minutes left to go on this thing, Um and um, felt like bouncing over to the other, back to the U.S. side of the so-called pond. Because um, there's a whole thing that happened, like in the intervening, like New York and then London. And then, oh, wow, look, what do we have here? We have Los Angeles. So uh, let's do some Los Angeles punk rock on the public record.
at the truck We're going downtown, gonna beat up the run You're just a drive, I'll bring the beer It's a late, late shift, no one to fear And ride, ride, I'll be ride And ride, you ride It's a round of time with a good horse We're gonna drive one screaming off the street And ride, Uniform and a silver badge Play cops for real and play cops for pay Let's ride, 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 let's ride
That's the Avengers with We Are the One. Um, hmm. Seems like it could have been written for some folks out in the streets today, doesn't it? How odd that the world has not actually changed much. <sighs> Sigh. For that, another song that could be, like, pulled from the headlines today, The Dead Kennedys with Police Truck. Yeah. You know, except... I th- I have a I feel like okay I feel like police truck is a hyperbolic thing for somebody like Jelly Biafra to write in like 1978 um, probably wasn't a big part of his life experience up to that point uh, but it's like certainly reality today because the freaking police trucks are in Portland soon to be in a city near you. Enjoy that. For that, Crime, another San Francisco punk rock band with Hot Wire My Heart. Um, Sonic Youth did a great cover of that song, um, but I, I kind of like the Crime version better, and I'm glad that it's available. I, I used to have a 45 of that, like, and it, it got all beat up. That was a bummer. X did Johnny Hit and Run Pauline, uh, and the Weirdos started us off with we got the neutron bomb. So we did a LA and then we did a little San Francisco. Pretty cool. I'm Joe Public. It's the public record. I, I got like maybe two more, maybe three songs before I'm out. Uh, I'm not going to come back and back announce. Um, so let me tell you what we're going to do. Uh, I'm going to, th- I think, actually, I think I just got time for two. I'm going to throw you some black flag and some social distortion. How about that? How's that sound? Thanks for tuning in. To the public record. Oh, my dog said hi. Um, <laughs> this is Social Distortion. I'm Joe Public. I'll see you next week, folks. Yeah.
fun tonight. All right! We're gonna have a TV party, all right! Tonight! We've got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of brews. Everybody's gonna hang out here tonight! All right! We'll pass out on the couch. All right! Tonight! We've got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of brews. Don't talk about anything else. We don't want to know. We're dedicated to our favorite shows. That's incredible. History Blue. Dallas. Friday. We sit glued to the TV set all night. And every night. Why go into the outside world at all? Just a couple of brews.